at the end of the day, the goal is one. Join people into the sacred cults because remember, into sacred cults, uh, there is ranking. Mm. The more people you bring in, the more your rank rises. And particularly within the satanic mm. aspect of things. That's why even the satanic church, when it came up, it was trying to deny all the rituals that were being done in the 2011s. That was the first thing they had announced when they announced the church in, what is it, in Cape Town or Durban. So they started denouncing all these things. And I'm like, why are they detaching themselves from all this? Is that while we are in that process of understanding the sacred societies aspect, we must understand that there is also the fake information that comes out with it, but it's only there to cause confusion. Ricky, thank you for joining us on Something Nice with Dinano. Welcome to the first episode of Something Nice with Dinano. If it's your first time here, make sure that you subscribe if you like the content and give this video a like. And also subscribe and like Ricky's channel, which is called Church Reality Check. Thank you. What is it about? Um, the, the focus is questioning doctrine but on the basis of what the reality of how people are facing it on a daily basis. So basically, it's, it's kind of like, this is what you're experiencing, and the reality out of it is what you might be experiencing is far from what the Bible actually puts out. Okay. And so that's kind of like the narrative of the name. So the name is church needs a reality check, and it's the individuals that we're putting into reality check to say, are you sure what you believe is aligning to, to what is according to the Bible? But there is a particular phrase that I like using sometimes. It's, is that um, apart from giving people a reality check of what they believe, uh, is to biblify, biblify, if, if that's an English word, <laughs> mm. to biblify how a Christian thinks about their Bible. That's kind of like the whole narrative. If you were to kind of shorten uh, down, Everything that they see on a daily basis. How should a Christian think about what he sees? That's the reality aspect of the name. And how do you think about what you see? Um, or what do you think? It, it's, it's putting aside what, um, whatever emotions I have on the particular moment and go back to where the text might put me. Because what I feel at that moment can throw me into... Um, and that's why people catch things like your high blood pressures and so forth because they get caught up by what they see at that particular moment and forget, wait a minute, where, is the, where does the scripture put me? That's why I put laughter into whatever seriousness people, people find is to say, calm down. This is the nature of where you are. This is what you were told is going to come tomorrow. So relax and take the story as it comes. Mm, mm. <laughs> that's what There's I see. There's that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it comes. That's where it comes in. You've got a very strong community, loyal community. I mean, I've watched a couple of your of your lives. Yeah. Very interesting. And I like them because I can tell by the way you conduct yourself, the way you conduct them, the way you coordinate them, that yeah. you you you're not just talking, I'll use a hip hop term, off the dome. Yeah. Right? You are talking from knowledge that is based on the word. Yeah. Right. Why, why is it so difficult for many Christians to, to, to immerse themselves in the word? And you find that in a lot of situations, they seem to trust whoever is speaking in front of them. And they yeah. don't go and 
search the scriptures for themselves. Uh, there's something that uh, that comes off when you ask that question. And the first point is, I think people don't understand how much it takes to study. Mm. And by study, I'm not saying reading one chapter. By study, I don't mean reading an entire book or reading an entire epistle. You're not going to fully grasp an entire doctrine by reading one chapter. You're not going to grasp an entire chapter. You might know the particular context within that particular chapter and that particular one particular instance that you get in that in that scenario. Maybe he's talking about tithe uh, he, in one particular, but you're not going to get the full doctrine out of that chapter because that one chapter was never meant to kind of address everything. Like right now, uh, I can speak to you throughout this entire conversation without saying your name. It doesn't mean I don't know who I was talking about. Mm, mm, mm. It's, in, it's in other contexts. If you catch me in another context where I might actually make, uh, make your name. So that's the thing. People don't realize how difficult it is to study. And so what does it take for us to come to that particular position where you are able to assess everything and bring it to a boil? It's you have to give yourself time. Sometimes don't make quick uh, decisions on what you believe. I can have a particular thought on what I believe about baptism, but don't be final about it, mm. okay? Have the belief that it's, it's within the process of the conversation. That's why I believe the miracle of Jesus where the guy gets healed and he sees people walking as trees. What's the narrative? Is it that Jesus could not heal him at one time go? He could, mm. but he's trying to teach the disciples something. What is that? Your understanding and revelation is in progress. And so that's the thing that we don't understand even as we study the Bible. You become so final quickly. You read uh, three particular epistles and you feel like, I pretty much got this thing undercover. The, the process of studying takes time. That's why uh, we, we write classworks when we go to school. We write homework. You write notes. Sometimes when you were in grade one and grade two, they used to make you write the same sentence over and over. They're trying to get you into that process of, of being capable of study. We don't realize how much does it take to start. That's an entire subject by itself. Study, study, study. Fellow Christians, study the word, search the scriptures. And don't make any conclusions as you are growing in Christ and in his word. Mm. Basically, that's what you say. Yeah. Okay. Recent weeks, yeah. or in the past week, yeah. I noticed you've been doing a lot of content on secret societies, what we'd call the Illuminati, Freemasonry. Yeah. How long have you been studying that space? Because that's what we are focusing on today. How long have you been studying and trying to understand, gaining knowledge on that space? Let's talk with the, let's talk with the how long part mm. and what... What did I pick up and how far did I study that particular point of thinking? Because it's something, if it's secret, it mm. tells you you know certain pieces out of the entire puzzle. Okay. Um, and so, not an expert, but I was very fascinated with the idea of a secret society very early on. From 2011, uh, 2009-11, after, right after I got, I got saved, I got into studying all these other secret societies. And the first secret society I heard about was the Freemasons. And by that time, I only knew three degrees within the Freemasons thingy. It was the first degree, second, and the third. And then someone says, oh no, that's not it. Doesn't 30, end. 33rd degree Masons. It goes to 
23rd <laughs> degree Freemason. And I was like, no, it ends at uh, 3rd. And now this is where now it got a bit confusing because I met somebody who was a sponsor. Somebody who's a sponsor for, because in order to get invitation into this kind of things, you kind of need a sponsor. They don't want you to just come there Rock and enjoy. Mm. And so, you, so I met a guy who was a sponsor and he explained, now this is the 33rd and he sent me one of the guys he knew who has been uh, inaugurated. And I think Prince William, as a matter of fact, was also been thinking. So it was between that period. Prince William was also? Yeah, was, was uh, commissioned as a, what is it? Is it commissioning or whatnot? Mm. Was put into uh, as a 33rd degree. Okay. Mm. Publicly. Publicly. I think they say what? Installation or something. Installation. Yeah. Like, yeah. That sounds like a graphics card. <laughs> yeah. And so when he was being installed as a 33rd degree Freemason, publicly, there are pictures and there's all these things. We can argue what they do because mm. of, we would like to preserve our thoughts on the subject, but it's there. What does it mean? Why do they obsess so much about it? Why are men dressed in suits of the highest orders and of the highest respect obsessed with being secretive about this sub? Mm, mm. What, what is, what's with the aprons? Why do the certain aprons have certain symbol, symbols on them and others don't? What do they mean? Why do the first three degrees are just blank thingy? It's because it's like say, uh, rising as a sergeant. You keep accumulating thingy. And it's something that I then found out is then the problem that came into Africa once the Mason subject came up was you started having fake organizations. Now comes the conflict. Fake organizations? What do you mean? Yeah. They use the title of Freemasons, mm -hmm. but they're a different satanic order. Okay. There's a lot of those. You might go on Facebook and you see, join the Freemasons. It's not the Freemasons that we are talking about. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. And that's another particular difference because it's satanic organizations that want to use the tag name mm -hmm. with the introduction of the worship of Opportunism angels. of some sort because people see that there's some mystery in this and people are interested, but they can't get access to the real thing. So now there's opportunity for... I'm gonna give you a fake. 419 type scams <laughs> to scam people into joining these secret organizations. Yeah. And at the end, at the end of the day, the goal is one join people into the sacred cults. Because remember, into sacred cults, uh, there is ranking. Mm. The more people you bring in, the more your rank rises. And particularly within the satanic mm. aspect of things. That's why even the satanic church, when it came up, it was trying to deny all the rituals that were being done in the 2011s. That was the first thing they had announced when they announced the church in, what is it, in Cape Town or Durban. So they started denouncing all these things. And I'm like, why are they detaching themselves from all this? Is that while we are in that process of understanding the sacred societies aspect, we must understand that there is also the fake information that comes out with it, but it's only there to cause confusion. Let's let's ignore the, the fake stuff. Let's focus on the on the real matter at hand here. Yeah. So you got this interest, and how did you get information into the workings of such a group like the Freemasons? So I started studying the, this particular information back in 2009, 10, 11, just right after I got introduced to, to right after I got born again, really. And the person that introduced me to it uh, used, I think it was some 90, was it 90, 80, between the 80th and the thingy. It's going to pop up the verse here. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll illustrate it. Where he talks about uh, a confederacy where people are actually 
uh, in a conspiracy position to conspire against another person. And they, they use the Freemasons within that particular narrative to say, there's this organization that's secret and they are doing this. And so my introduction to Freemasonry was within that particular, and it was presented with a Bible first. And so that's when I actually took it in. But then studying that particular organization, I later on got a hold of a particular a book which is sacred to that particular organization. We're not going to mention it because don't go out there Googling these things. They're just useless. You don't need to study that. Come on, man. <laughs> What's the use now? People, okay. okay. People should be responsible for their decisions. So be responsible in reading that stuff. There is a book by the name of Morals and Dogma. And Morals and Dogma is kind of like the Bible of the Freemasons. a very long read, but it describes a lot of things. It describes symbolism. It describes uh, uh, secrecy. It, it describes why are certain things public and why certain things are hidden. And so you can see them out in the public, but there is an aspect of that public which is hidden. There's a, there is, and another thing which I took particularly from the Morals and Dogma idea was, uh, I think this one was said by a gentleman by the name of Albert Pike. He did write a part, another particular book on this one. Uh, Pike said, there is a beauty of presenting something with two meanings. And so I can tell you, this is a watch, it keeps time. And you think, keep time. But for me, it doesn't keep time. It tells me when I'm going to kill you. And so I've provided two meanings. I've given you one. You will stick to the, to the, to the public meaning that I gave you. But then that's that secret aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Where, where the word occult comes from. Remember, occult, yes. you're hiding. You're, something is secretive here. So that's when I got introduced to it. And it kind of deepened from there after reading that Morals and Dogma because it's sort of like, okay, this is much more bigger than... I'm, I'm trying to think of the secretive aspects of, of yeah. such bodies or such organizations. Yeah. But recently, when I caught on the content you were producing surrounding the Archbishop Desmond Tutu's death and the subsequent videos you produced after that of the lodge in Cape Town, in the parliament precinct, together with the fire and how that could tie up to everything. I also did a little bit, I won't say research because people are reluctant to call (laughs) internet-based finding of information research. So I did a little bit of Googling and and YouTubing, YouTube searching. Happened to find the same video you were watching on the lodge when they were installing uh, the new grandmaster, the Smith guy, December, yeah. right? And what I come up and I realized from that was that, okay, you say it's secretive, but you are exposing a couple of things. So they are telling us that uh, this is a watch, it tells, it gives you time. But obviously there are things that they are not saying. But amongst the things that they were willing to reveal yeah. is not the book you're talking about. Yeah. Is the sacred law, <laughs> which is the Bible. Yeah. So what they are they the trying to push with that? It's the Bible is open there. When you're being installed or when you're being promoted or accepted, whatever rituals they do, Yeah. you have the Bible with the compass and the square, which are their symbols. Yeah. What is that all about? Why are they willing to reveal this? And why, if you say... Uh, uh, they, they take you to another realm in terms of the beliefs and spirituality. Why are they using the Bible? The Bible is supposed to be a Christian book. Remember, the, the core of their, the ground of their beliefs is you cannot, jo- an atheist cannot join thingy. 
cannot join the, the Masons. They say the first thing that you must believe is belief in the Supreme Being. They don't say who the Supreme Being is, even though they do. When, they do in the master architect or whatever they yeah. call him, the, master builder. I don't know what 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 name do they give it? God. The architect. They mm. just say the architect, okay. but then it's up to you to decide what to name him. Mm. If, if you, you say it's Allah or Baula, kudos or, to you. You say it's Jehovah. Kudos Jehovah. to you. Mm. So you could come with some book of principle. They don't care what it is. Mm. And so that that falls very close to what we know as ecumenical. Explain. I've Ec never heard of this word. Ecumenical, ecumenism, whatever it is. Mm. It is a, it, it's, it's this belief where they are trying to push for a global religion. Is this what you saw happening at Tutu's memorial? Was it a memorial? It was Directly. not the, the, the yeah, funeral. It was the memorial because yeah. they had everybody. They, they, they can have the Buddhists, they can have thingies, and they're just talking about the beauty of... The, but wait a minute. Something is going on here where you are presenting a man who believes this or who claims to be a bishop for a church and you are presenting all these other faiths. What's going on now? It's ecumenical in, in its format. It's that... You can come with whatever God. So if you go back to that secret idea and you come back into the public view that we are being given is that we are all serving one God under the same roof. And think, that's ecumenical, my man. Disagreement is good. It helps us grow. But now, remember, within the age of Antichrist, you're going to come across people that do not like confrontation. They don't want to deal with confrontation. They don't want to deal with disagreement. I don't like this. It's okay. You like it. Not against it, but I don't like it. It's not truthful. To me, I'm describing what I believe. It's okay for us to disagree with that, but they don't like that. That's not what they're for. So the presentation that you are seeing at the core of the belief of the Freemasons, where it's, you just must believe in the Supreme Being. Okay? And if that Supreme Being being Allah for you, and it is Jehovah for the Christian, you guys must acknowledge that he is the same God. Okay, I'm going to take it back to my Christian upbringing, which is rooted in Adventism. Grew up an Adventist, still consider myself to be one every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yes. I question, <laughs> sometimes I question the very beliefs of Adventism, even Christianity. Yeah. Right? But I'm just interested to always find out where people are in terms of their Christian beliefs. Yeah. I'm always interested in finding out about differing Christian views and interpretations of the Bible. Yeah. But what I picked up from the video I was watching, which you had referred to in one of your videos, I'll put a link to it here in the description, mm. is that we talk of the New World Order. Yeah. And in Adventism, they say something along the lines of whoever is going to be leading this New World Order. I don't want to say who it is. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to go there. <laughs> Let's say Rome. Whoever is going to be leading this new world order is going to get everyone to agree yeah. to follow the same laws, yeah. right? And this this always baffled me. Yeah. How can a Muslim, how can a Buddhist agree on Christ being the supreme leader? But now the Freemason thing actually gave me uh, uh, an inner look into how it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not they're not focusing on a on a religion-specific deity, but yes. they are focusing on the supreme builder, the, the master builder, the master architect. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this could be a tool that can be used 
to take us further in the new world order agenda. It But fits. now, let's that's just me and my thoughts. Yeah, it right. fits. No, you're right. The, it it fits perfectly because you if you're thinking theology, it doesn't make sense. Mm, like mm, the theology yeah. of the Muslim doesn't agree with the mm. theology of the, of the. But how then do I get these two people to think if we can acknowledge that it's just God, it's the supreme being under the the, the banner of Hiram Abif or whoever they see it as the guy who built the Solomon's Temple and whatnot. Mm. It's it's the idea of it. But remember, it goes back to that word. I feel I feel like you could just kind of like put it put this word right at the top of my face. Conflict. It's, it resolves conflict. This idea of creating, like right now they have given us the freedom of believing what we want to believe. For all these years we've been believing, I'm a Christian, I'm this, I'm, I'm Pan-African or whatnot. All these things, we've been believing this. But right now they've got us in a point of conflict. Mm. You guys right now are sitting at home. Uh, we're gonna just ban everybody. Stop worshiping a thing. If you want to really attend church, How about y'all just gather at one particular place? And so with COVID, we can kind of see how they can structure it. It's kind of like they're flexing their muscles. It's kind of like they're trying to feel how much can we twist these people before they bend to the rules? Mm -hmm. And we are giving them the ideas. We are feeding them. You know, like you press one button, you see what works. If it doesn't work, you retract it. You put something else. It doesn't work, you retract it. And that's what has been happening over the last couple of years. They've been testing the system for that antichrist is what you're saying related to their motto yes it takes me back what's their motto the freemasons particularly their motto is to destroy religion no 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 there's a there's there's the, the words that are written order in Latin. of chaos yes yes yeah the order of chaos is, is this idea of allowing us to have the freedom mm. and then that freedom leads us to a particular point where they can destroy all of that and in that chaos they bring out the order Mm. Remember the, the 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 symbol of their of the organization is a phoenix. Okay. The Harry Potter bird. Mm. <laughs> Rising bird from the ashes. Yeah, it rises out of the ashes. And so that's the that's the kind of like the foundation of it is that destruction creates. And if you go back to what's this guy's name? Okay, I'll give him the name. This name, this guy right here. There was an interview he did, Kissinger. Harry Kissinger, Harry the American Kissinger. CIA operative, smart guy, intelligence, whatever he is. He's up there. We're not talking yes. about a, a nobody here. Yeah. Uh, he made, he, he kept posing between the period of uh, uh, George Bush and so forth. You know what? We need this crisis so that we can create the order that we desire out of it. Is it record? And so as a result of this type of uh, conversations where you hear them particularly speaking about using uh, chaos in order for them to create a particular desired uh, format of system of operation, it tells you that what we are saying right now, their motto, it's coming to pass. They are using the chaos to cause destruction. Like we illustrated something particularly in, in that particular video that you're talking about. I spoke about the division within Freemasonry that doesn't cause them conflict. For instance, they don't mix women with males within their lodges. So the females can have things. And the males will not acknowledge the females' masonry. And then at the same time, the blacks, most times, they do not mix with whites. In most cases, you will have things like Prince Hall Freemasonry, which is predominantly black people over there. 
But then when they come out, same individuals, they come out, become politicians, and guess what they tell you? Racism is dividing us. and what, But you guys over there don't even... Why? They don't bother about thingy. But why? Why do they bring it up? Chaos. And they also avoid topics or conversations that could divide them in their precinct, like politics and religion. <laughs> they don't discuss those. Yeah, they don't. They keep it, keep it back. Because remember, if we're going to agree, conflict. Mm -hmm. That word is so, it's so crucial. Conflict is what creates the strength in thinking. Like when, you are, when they're creating all these metals and stuff like that, you create this heated spot in order for it to build and strengthen. But unfortunately, conflict has been seen as a weakness. Conflict has been seen as a, something that weakens society. No, it actually strengthens you because now I know you don't agree with this and we're going to talk about it, but we'll talk about it with me knowing where your soft spot, mm. <laughs> so to say, is at.